Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. Welcome to an incredible week because we need to talk about common sense, y'all, because what we have realized is that common sense is not that common, though. Have you noticed that? Is it the digital age that's making us this way? Because I grew up in the South and there is a culture code. And listen, some of that I had to break out of, as you've heard on many other podcasts. But some of that is very awesome because it means that you have tact and you know how to (laughs) respond to things appropriately. So I thought we'd start this podcast on common sense with a few Southern statements regarding common sense. Are you good with that, (laughs) Tiffany? Hold on. Before you start, I have to say I learned the Southern code, if you will, by watching Duck Dynasty. That's how I figured (laughs) out. All those yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Oh, that's hysterical. Right away. I was like, oh, where, what word. language is this? Where do these people live? Yes, I mean, I think that might be, you know, the extreme version. That's a different version than the one I was raised with. <laughs> but a few sayings. Okay, are you ready? Some things I'm we ready. hear growing up. Well, they're just so smart, they're dumb. They're too smart for their own good. They are dumb as a brick. And that does not mean that a person is actually dumb. What it means is they have no common sense and they are dumb as a brick. They can obviously not see what's going down here and they need to be able to, as Tiffany likes to say, read a room. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, totally. So common sense really matters. It actually makes our relationships better. It helps us engage with others. It builds empathy. It creates teamwork in our workplaces. Common sense is really powerful, really life-giving, and we all need to continue to grow in the common sense factor. I have the funniest example of a lack of common sense that I saw on Twitter. And it was like, this made my day because this is something I would do personally. There you go. Well, not currently, but in the past, I would have done this. This... Uh, lady dropped her phone in the toilet and oh. she came out and told her cubicle mate like hey oh my gosh drop my phone he's like oh put in a bowl of rice it'll it should you know absorb the water that woman <laughs> who had her phd yes phd went and got mm-hmm. already made frozen rice mm. and put it in a bowl Oh, Lord. And put her phone in it. So already cooked and frozen, which is what I buy all the time from the Whole Foods. See? Because I don't want to have to make rice. And uh, and he took a picture and he said, this lady has her PhD. And I told her to put her phone in rice and she bought already made rice. See, guys, this just goes back to what I said. Too smart for your own good. <laughs> That's what that is. It's a classic case of too smart for your own good. Oh, my goodness. I still can't stop laughing. It's so good. I saw that like months ago and I just can't shake it. It was just I was like, there's hope for me. There's hope for me. Why is this encouraging? There is, was, there is hope for all of us. Yes. Oh, common sense. And isn't it interesting, Ashley, how common sense, depending on where you live, is determined by societal code or that mm-hmm. community way? Is mm-hmm. it isn't um, it isn't global? It isn't the same thing here as it would be in China or India or Brazil yep. or North Carolina. Yes, it's it very varies. very true. 
Which is why probably when we go other places, we're like, why is everyone being so weird here? Like, isn't this painfully obvious? Can no one else see this elephant in the room? And it's like, no, actually, no one else can see it because you were raised to see it. But these folks were not. <laughs> I feel like jaywalking is another great example of that. <laughs> and I'm a serious jaywalker. It's just what I do. I don't know well, if it's I feel the like New York in me. I was like this before I moved to New York, though. But still, yeah, I love to jaywalk. It's a thing. Keeping up with you, walking in New York is one thing, but watching you jaywalk, I was terrified for my life. I'm like, they can't see me in the dark, Ashley. They can't. I don't, I don't have reflective gear on for them to see me, and I'm short. Like, this is just seems oh, like a nightmare. I also love that you think I'm so white, I glow in the dark. I love that. I love that you think No, that. I didn't say that. I said, I'm dark enough, they can't see me. I did not comment on your skin color. I merely commented on mine. <laughs> Oh, jaywalking. When oh, I was in I middle school, so when I was in middle school, I, I grew up in a tiny, I mean, the the, t- the proper town where the high school was, was like 600 people. And in my, in my class was like 40 kids at this public high school. And a bunch of us would walk to this Mexican restaurant where we would buy, you know, virgin strawberry daiquiris that were only like $2.95 right after school. I don't know how I don't have type 2 diabetes. Let me just add that. I, I just sugar every day literally those strawberry daiquiris every day so we would walk to this mexican restaurant and we would all get there but to to get there there was quite a few roads to cross in our little town there's only one stoplight and it versus going up and walking uh, you know across a crosswalk we would just walk our way through and the cops would just have a field day we would always they'd get out of their car and slam their door and come up and talk to us kids why can you not just use the sidewalk use the crosswalks and because there was hardly any cars coming or going ever, we thought, you know, we're just gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna go wherever we want. And now, as an adult, I would never do that. I'm, I've just would never do that. But it's crazy how the common denominator, the the way, the popular way was to jaywalk because that's what everybody else was doing. So that was the common way because that was what all the cool kids were doing. But seeing now See, how like, oh, is legit. this is not ideal. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. This I is also a- want to say here that Tiffany is one of the most law-abiding citizens that I have ever <laughs> met in my life. Like, it is really powerful and um, it ministers to me. So thank you for Thank that. you. I, I fought a ticket recently because he said I rolled to a stop sign. And I was Mm-mm. like, I stopped. I know no, you didn't. Yeah. I didn't. No, didn't. I was like, I stopped enough to feel like I stopped. Yes. And it wasn't. No. I took Did it to court. Did you get off? I totally got it off. I Come took it to court on. and fought it. Yeah. I mean, I had to hire a hire one of those speeding ticket lawyers for like 200 bucks or something, but that was the same price as the ticket, so I thought I'd fight it instead of paying the ticket. That's amazing. Good work. There you go. I mean, I had to save up my pennies, but it made it happen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. That was worth it. Oh, there you there go. There was a time I, to I, fight, I, and that was the a, time. That was the time. <laughs> I, I almost have to tell you this. Uh, going back to this common sense idea, um... As somebody with brown skin and large eyebrows and big eyes, common sense, I realized, looked different for somebody who looks like me when Hmm. I was in India. The expectations of when I crossed the street, they're jaywalking. Maybe it was in my blood from the beginning. It's like (laughs) a free-for-all, man. You just go when you can. Um, (laughs) If the cows are willing to cross the street in the middle of a seven-car intersection, you can just just do your best. (laughs) Then you can. Yeah. Totally. Um, but uh, how I engaged a member of the opposite sex, how I, um, 
you know, if I looked them in the eye or if I shook their hand or if I bowed or all of these things that were absolute common sense in that culture. But for me, and I was wearing a sari as well, so I really, Mm. really looked the part, um, but found myself at odds with what to do or how to treat um, people of a different class. And uh, it made me realize that common sense is not that common. Mm. It really isn't, depending on where where you're from. Uh, yeah. the societal rules that you grew up with, the political party that is heavy in your state or or mm-hmm. part of the country or nation or whatever. But it really does vary. And I think that um, due to the rise in social media, we are more aware than ever that, that people somewhere else think differently than we do. We yeah. post something and we may have fighting in the comments or we may have you know different views in the comments. And it's just this reminder that we aren't operating with a baseline like we thought we were. Yeah, that's right. You know? That's right. And I think basic human decency becomes something else to everyone, right? And so based <gasps> yes. on even our own, like, you know, that's that points to much more than common sense because that drills down into implicit biases or how we see the world or what we were raised in or the kind of rhetoric we grew up listening to. So it definitely, you know, that is not just common sense, but it really does matter. Like what I would consider basic human decency. I'm like, this is this is just what you do. Like, that's just how you treat a person or that's just, these are things you never say anywhere ever because they're wrong is not a thing anymore. It feels like people just say whatever it is that they're thinking, no matter who it costs, they could reduce a person down that they don't know down to something that's not, doesn't even feel human. They're just, we've lost that basic human decency. I can remember walking down the street. Oh, this is hilarious. If you follow me on Instagram, you definitely saw this on my Insta stories, but I was walking down the street um, in New York. And then just all of a sudden someone was sitting there at like an outdoor restaurant and they just picked up half of their loaf of French bread and threw it at me, like just <gasps> launched it right at me. Like no remorse, no what? anything, just freaking drilled me with some bread. And I was like, who does that? Like, this is not a decent thing to do. This is not a decent thing to do. Like what is I wrong with this? the humans? Like what? How did I miss this? You missed that? I'm so I sorry you did because it was I've pretty been. hilarious. And I probably shouldn't even tell you guys how I responded because um it, yeah. you know, I lost my salvation for like three seconds. But listen, it's not cool. But in that person's mind, again, no remorse. So I'm like, what world are we living in? And so that's something as small as French bread all the way up to something as serious as like going in and shooting a whole bunch of people. It's like, I feel like we're losing our grip on reality and we're losing our grip on being a decent human being. And I think that that's important to get that back. Like common sense needs to be more common. And common sense invites an awareness of others. Uh, If you're in a room with members of the opposite sex, if you're in a room with people of color, if you're in a room with someone who's disabled, maybe don't make jokes or comments that would uh, allow or even make room for anyone to feel inferior or uncomfortable or unsafe or unseen. I think that we, common sense really does invite us to think not only of ourselves and what we think should go, how we think the world should work and how the world should operate, but it really makes room for compassion to consider others in a way that doesn't only benefit us. And I think something else when we think of this common sense is 
I hear this tagline all the time. Oh, this is just the way I am. Right. This is just the way I think. Speak to this, it, sister. Yeah, this fixed mindset versus mm-hmm. a growth mindset where we're not willing to grow and Come learn on. and expand our horizons and understanding of how other people live their lives and their troubles and uphill battles but because it's not our uphill battle and it's not our trouble. Therefore, it's not our problem. And so common sense to us looks far different than it would for them. But if we want to operate in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, you know, faithfulness, self-control, we have to be willing to find a common ground. And the, and uh, for for me, for you, actually, that common denominator is the gospel. That common denominator is the love of Jesus. And, And we invite you listeners, whether you're new to the faith, you've been walking with the Lord for quite some time, or that you're just checking it out, uh, that's yeah. our driving force. It is not our political party. It is not uh, the societal think tank of where we live. It yeah. is Jesus. It is the practices yeah, right. and the way of Jesus. And and that really is, again, I feel like the most beautiful baseline we've given when we look at his life. I wholeheartedly agree with you. And that's our measuring stick, right? And I don't pretend to always understand exactly who God is, exactly the way that Jesus walks on the earth. So I'm sure there's some things I'm getting wrong, like with confidence. Like I think that that's I can't possibly understand with my finite mind an infinite God, but I can also look at scripture and go, how did Jesus really treat people? And is it okay? The words that are coming out of my mouth, are they okay by the standard by which Christ would measure me? Is this good? Is this praiseworthy? Is this excellent? Is this noble? Is anything coming out of my mouth? Is it full of gratitude? Is it full of blessing? Then no, it's not measuring up to Christ's measuring stick. And it's not a thing of condemnation, but it does remind me when I feel like reducing somebody down, like when I I reduce them down to something that they are not, when I reduce them down to less than the human that God created, then I know like, hey, Ashley, this is not biblical. You have to take a step back and look at how God sees them. You have to take a step back and recognize that they are made in the image of God. And so I have to mind my words and mind my mouth. Um, I was just able to preach a couple of weeks ago about the power of your words and the power of your thoughts. And that is exactly the the main phrase that I just got stuck on. It was something the Lord put in my heart, but it's basically that this, that we, the only person we say is not responsible for our mood and our mouth is us. And I feel like, you know, oh, we, wow. we kind of point it outwards all the time. Well, this person did this and it made me feel like that. So then I do these things or, well, they're acting like this. So that gives me permission to say these things or do these things. It's like, no, 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 no. I am personally responsible for my mood and my mouth. I am responsible for the thoughts in my head. I am responsible for the words that come out of my mouth. No one else has that power over me. They are mine. And so I think it's really, really important when you think about that. And another thing I want to say along the lines is like common sense can evolve, right? Because maybe you're yeah. raised in a place where like, okay, racism is allowed. And it seems common sense that maybe your race is better than another's race. And as you grow up, especially as you grow up in Christ, you realize, oh, that's not common sense, actually. That is just something cultural that I inherited. And I need to evolve from that. Common sense actually says nobody is superior to anybody else. And so I need to recognize that what's coming into my brain and what's coming out of my mouth is wrong. And you let common sense evolve so that your new normal is all people are created in the image of God. Nobody's superior, nobody inferior. And that becomes the new normal, the new guard, the new human decency, the new common sense. And so I think it's okay to let it evolve too. (laughs) Yeah. To, To help yourself and other people around you realize what's okay and not okay. It matters. People, like Tiffany already said, like people are on the line. Hearts and lives are on the line. Yeah, and I think when we think of hearts and lives on the line, I think sometimes we can say, oh, this or that or whatever is a political issue. And really, uh, politics always involve people. And I, one of the big people issues 
that we read about each and every day in the news is gun control. And when I think of the topic of gun control and the arguments for, against, uh, I always want to be reminded that we're talking about people. We're talking about people's lives. We're talking about safety. We're talking about um, just, again, an invitation to common sense, being able to divine common sense gun control. So Ashley, would you kind of begin that conversation with us when we think about gun control? And we know we have listeners from all over the world. Totally. We have listeners on the left and the right. Yep. Um, but we would love to chat about this. And in fact, um, it's worth noting to share with you that the day we were slated to record this particular episode um, was the Saturday of the shootings, I believe, was it in El Paso or yeah. I think those were a day apart. But, yep. Um, and... It was just a reminder that, oh my goodness, we are so divided on this, on what's allowed, what's not allowed. Yes. And um, it's it's painful. I also, before we do that, I want to say, um, you know, for some of us, we can, we can feel like this is an issue happening everywhere else but here, where you're living. And for me, I live in Tacoma, Washington. And um, quite a few years ago, there was a gal in the same Bible study I was in and she was shot at an elementary school mm. by her stalker who was able to acquire a gun. And um, and he'd been stalking her for quite some time, claiming he was in love with her. And she was very scared and had notified the police and done everything she mm. could. And um, he took her life at her place of work, and she was a elementary school teacher. And mm. um, I remember sitting at the funeral, and, and she was just a handful of years older than I was, Gosh. and thinking, like, this is... This is, I can't, this is happening. Like, I cannot yeah. believe this is how her life ended. Yeah. And, um, and he wasn't, he did not use an assault rifle. However, I think that it, so many of the conversations around gun control are around assault rifles. And I think even broader, like, you know, perhaps we could have a psychological evaluation. Perhaps yeah. we could have so many other things in step. And, um, living abroad and having friends who do own guns, um, when I lived in the UK, they had to have interviews. Uh, their family was interviewed. They yeah. had to have written um, letters of recommendation from their employers. They had to have training. Mm-hmm. They had to have evaluations before they could ever even consider purchasing one. I, I believe um, it was it was a several month process. Um, it, oh my goodness! If my mind serves me, I believe it was about six months process to obtain one. And while there is um, gun violence in London and Manchester and some of the bigger cities that are associated with gangs. Um, this mass shootings and those kind of things aren't, aren't something that the general population considers often because it doesn't happen. Yeah. And yeah. it was interesting to live in a place where people were able to own guns, but they, it was to s- in such a different manner than we have. It was really, um, really eye-opening for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is such a huge conversation because I I remember reading Brene Brown's book, um, Braving the Wilderness, and she has this one chapter in there that I just love, and it's Speak Truth to Bullcrap, but she obviously says something different. Um, (laughs) And in that chapter, she actually starts the chapter talking about gun control, and she talks about her experience being raised on a farm and the need for where she lived for the context of guns was very, very important because of the animals, because of the farm. But she also is like, it doesn't have to be so polarizing. It doesn't have to be, it's not a zero-sum game. It doesn't have to Mm. be like, hey, 
no guns ever because actually in some contexts they're very appropriate and um, we have family members too on both sides my, my family and Cody's family who do are responsible gun, gun owners and at the same time I think for the sake of humanity and human life I do not want my children to be sitting in a classroom where they have to do gun drills I mean this and this is really happening in America where kids are being trained what to do if there is an active shooter on their campus oh, and yeah. I think like we've gone too far and so it is figuring out like yes speak truth to bull crap we don't have to be it's not a zero-sum game we don't have to sit on one side or the other and just fight so that nothing gets done and the the collateral damage between us as children like that's unacceptable mm, we unacceptable. cannot do that like that cannot be what's happening while we fight on our opposite sides we have got to learn to come together and figure out what are the accurate solutions how can we make gun control tighter how can we make sure that anybody and everybody's not able to get their hands on a gun and i just think some things you know i'm extreme in this way but some things i can't for the life of me think of why anyone would need to have a machine gun or an assault rifle yeah. you know I, it just doesn't make sense to me i don't see why anyone would need that um and so i think that we could have stronger rules and laws and one of the people i, I so respect and admire is um the prime minister of new zealand jacinda ardern and when they had a mass shooting, um, and again, this is happening all over the place. There was just one in Norway. So we, we recognize that things are happening all over the globe. This is not just an American issue. Absolutely. But I so respected her um, response. You know, within a week, they made changes in parliament to gun laws. They made things stricter and tighter and more reasonable so that people couldn't get access to the things that they had access to for this shooting to happen. And then one thing I thought was so incredibly life-giving about watching this beautiful leader, and I'm sure she's not perfect just like no leader is but at the same time man the way she showed up at the funeral mm -hmm. gosh I mean it brought tears to my eyes when I saw it and just watching her put on a hijab and be able to stand in the midst of a context and a culture that wasn't her own but to be there with grace with love to show up full of empathy to weep with people to come appropriately dressed to come ready to serve to come ready to bring her whole heart and whole self to bring comfort to bring peace and she just recognized the moment she was in um, and, and I had so much respect for that. And I thought to myself, why isn't it easier for us to do this? Um, and these are big polarizing issues, right? Like we're talking about something really big, but honestly, I think in our day-to-day -day lives, we do this. We're like, I'm going to sit on my side. You're over there believing what you believe. And in between us is collateral damage that we are responsible for. <laughs> yeah. And so this frustrates me, not just on this big level, but also in our day-to-day -day lives. I will just cross our arms, get mad about things, pick a side, pick a team, pick a camp, and just assume everybody else who's not on the team, not in the camp, not on our side is wrong, bad, less than human, all these different things. And it's just bull crap. And we need to speak truth to that. Absolutely. I want to circle back to Jacinda. Um, the way she wore that beautiful headscarf mm -hmm. on that day to stand in solidarity yes. was so moving. And yes, it, was. it started a movement in New Zealand, actually, where women, um, white women, chose to wear, a, I believe it was like headscarves for humanity or headscarves oh, for our sisters or something. Beautiful. And it was all these women in solidarity. So when they passed a Muslim woman, like, I care for you. Gorgeous. I, I, I care that. for your children. Yeah. I care for your well-being. Yeah. And so common sense invites compassion. Yes, it invites right. us to reach across the borders, resist tribalism and, and be one. It really invites us to see others worthy. Yes dignified souls no matter if they believe something different no matter if they um talk differently no matter if yes. they have different color skin no matter if they live in a different part of the country um it really invites 
compassion. And when I when we think of gun control, you know, whether it's a mall, whether it's a Walmart, whether it's a school, whether it's you know a college campus, um, may we not live in fear. You know, may we not live in fear. I I send my son to public school, and Ashley does as well. Yeah. And um, I think about it all the time. Ashley, do you? Yes, I do. I do. I think about it all the time. And uh, a friend recently posted bulletproof backpacks for kids. Jesus. I mean. For $119. So if you can afford it, there are bulletproof backpacks available. And when she texted the picture, it wasn't a... It wasn't this, you know, on Amazon. It was, it, she was in an aisle somewhere. So somewhere that is accessible to all of us um, mm-hmm. to think that this is what we're considering in our back to school shopping more than Crayola markers. You know, it was just a, it was just an eye opening thing to think we are going to find ways to live within this system versus step back and see how we can change the system. Right. Like we must be able for the good of all be able to think what can common sense look like where I love how you said it's not a zero-sum game right there that we can meet in the middle we can meet in the middle yes we really really can yes I love what you just shared too and I think um the El Paso shootings really hit Cody and I really hard I mean not only is he from Texas but when um you know the the two-year-old I mean we were just holding our two-year-old going this is Mm. like oh my god like this is like this is the age of that baby you know, yeah. and just realizing like, this is so serious. These are our babies. They're not somebody else's babies. Like this is all of us together need to figure out a way to solve this. And all of us together need to be mindful of neighbors and all of us together need to work on our own crap. So do we, we don't keep putting it out there in the world. It's hurting yeah. other people. Like we each have to be responsible for ourselves. And man, it's, it's, it's becoming a little too real and a little too close. Like, I do not want to think about bulletproof backpacks. Like, I mean, are you kidding me? And I love what you Mm. said, Tiffany, like, why are we thinking about how we can live within the culture instead of figuring out a way to change the culture? We need to do that. That was really powerful and life giving. Thank you, sister. Mm, I'm here for it. I really am. I mean, this we're, we're within this. Mm -hmm. And again, we don't believe that we could go to some other country and escape a lack of common sense. We understand that this is part of the (laughs) part of the human experience, but as individuals, we can look to be people of peace, mm-hmm. to have a non-anxious presence in the world, yes, and to look for the good of all, not just the good of ourselves. That's exactly right. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you, Why Though listeners. I know this was a little heavier today, but it has been on our hearts for months and yeah. months and months. And, and we know really you're talking looking, about it. <laughs> we yes. know you're thinking about it. <laughs> it matters to all of us. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Any last words, Ashley? Nope. We just love you. We're here with you. We're in this with you and we are believing for change. We believe we can all be responsible for this. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. See you next week. Bye-bye. Hey listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.